Hello and welcome into the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Liam Schneider, joined by the McCool brothers tonight, Zach and Graham. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. All right. good. Awesome. So let's uh, let's just uh, break down some news here before we get into some buy and sell. And then we're going to take a look at the matchups going into week eight. Um, looking at some of the news, there's not a whole lot of important information that I had not released on the waivers episode. But uh, Alan Lazard is now on the COVID-19 list. Um, so, so much for him being a really good waiver pickup. Um <laughs> Uh, Jerry, Ju- Jerry Judy is expected to play in week eight. Um, Philadelphia is adding Jordan Howard, but I think that's irrelevant. Uh, Will, so. Will Lutz is done for the year. And then it's basically things I had already talked about in regards to Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting. Um, Trey Lance is on pace to return to practice, but there's not much else to add. Still looking at a lot of the players that were injured from the previous week uh, that didn't play last week. So, I mean, there hasn't been much put out in regards to whether they're playing this week or not, but we'll just have to see and keep an eye on their injuries. Yeah, other thing you could add is that uh, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't practiced at all this week, and they play on Thursday. That is a very, very good point. Yeah, I forgot that they were the Thursday nighter. Yeah, oh. yeah, I mean, he does that a lot, and he's, that's pretty common. But, yeah, if he doesn't show up on Wednesday, then there's probably no way he's making that early turnaround. <laughs> yeah, maintenance, 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 hopefully. yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. But I mean, like, same with the other guys, Shepard, Galladay, um, Slayton. <laughs> like, they're, the, I mean, that those were the big ones. But also, I know that OBJ was a little bit banged up. Tyreek was still a little bit iffy with the knee. Like, there's still guys out there that are fighting injuries. Antonio Gibson, who I never want to put in my starting lineup ever again. Um, but that's just personal reasons. Okay, let's get into a little buy and sell here. Um you know what? Why don't you lead us off with yours, Graham? Uh, sorry, Zach, because mine ties into yours. Sure. Yeah, we both kind of picked from the same game, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm going to tight end. It worked out well for Liam last week. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I mean, with the news of Lazard and uh, and uh, Adams being out, I'm going with uh, Bobby Tunyon to be a top five tight end. Uh, and I'll I'll start it off right away. I am. Uh, I am buying my own one. Um, I think uh, I, I actually wasn't when I set this in. I actually was uh, was going back and forth on this one, and actually wasn't going to buy it. But uh, with the Lazard news, I think it's it's got to happen. I, I, I you know Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done. It's a tough matchup, but uh, I think he gets it done. And I, I think Bobby Tunyon could end up with two touchdowns in this one. You know, I'm I'm going to have to change mine to buy. I had originally <laughs> put in sell. But I'm not going to lie, reading that Alan Lazard news did change it for me. I think he will be a top five tight end this week. Because, I mean, MVS is still coming back. He was he was injured. And then yep. you're what? You've got Randall Cobb and uh, Equinemius St. Brown. I, I just, who, who I, he's not going to throw the ball all day to Aaron Jones. Like, it's just, and Dylan had a fumbling issue last game. So, I, I see I see Robert Tunyon. He, it's I'm buying the top five. I am a sell 
I am sticking with Cell. I don't care how many players are available. <laughs> uh, Arizona does fantastic against the tight end. I think they're the best defense in the league right now against the tight end. And Rodgers is no stranger to throwing the ball around. He utilizes plenty of targets. He just has an extremely valuable one that he utilizes often. So I don't see this as one of those situations where where he's definitely got a lot of targets that are going to be missing, but I don't think he's the kind of quarterback that needs to absolutely lock on to one and will panic without it. I think he'll spread the ball around. I think Tunyon might get a couple looks, but Arizona's so good against the tight end. I really don't see him being that utilized. All right, well, why don't you lead us off with the next one, Graham? All right, after that Debbie Downer, we'll yeah. get to uh, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Uh, my one was more receiving than rushing yards. I was a buy on this one. Uh, I think that he has uh, he has definitely gotten a lot more passes in recent weeks. He's done very well in the passing game. And he's got a matchup this week where um, Tennessee is not the best team as far as rushing. And they are they just bleed against wide receivers. Um, I see him bl- moving out of the backfield quite a bit. I think they're going to have to pass to play against Tennessee. And I see this one having a lot of passing yards for him in it. Okay, I'm. Uh, I I mean, I went with a sell on this one. I think the only only argument I can agree with for with Graham there on this one is that uh, is that Naheem Hines looked awful last week. So <laughs> so that might be uh, a reason why maybe they get Taylor more involved because he looked great everywhere and he has for a while now. And uh, that's so I could see that maybe, but I'm selling this all day. Yeah, I'm gonna sell too. And I know that Hines did look bad last last week but honestly Hines is probably one of the best receiving backs in the league and I I just don't see it they're gonna they're gonna use Taylor heavily on on first and second down and I think Hines is gonna get some passing work I think Taylor is gonna get passing work too but I just don't think it's gonna be enough that he's gonna have more yards receiving than rushing yeah I think it'll be a close game too to be honest yeah I, I could definitely see that too Okay, well, we'll go into my into my buy and sell. I am saying Aaron Rodgers for over 300 yards passing and two touchdowns. I'm selling because I was selling before the Alan Lazard news. I was selling because of how good um, how good Arizona is against the tight end and the fact that he didn't have Devontae Adams this week. Um, it's even more of a sell now that it's... It, there's no Alan Lazard as well. I still think that Robert Tunyon's going to get enough work that he's going to be relevant. But I, I, I don't. I, it, I mean, tight ends. It's so easy to be relevant, I guess. Um, but uh, I, I just, I don't know who he's throwing to. I honestly don't. Um, so I'm a, I'm a buy on this. Uh, I think that he still has receivers he's thrown to. Uh, Saint Brown got a couple last game. Like they're. Cobb, he obviously has rapport with. He's played with him plenty. 
there's there's still people Arizona Arizona is one of those defenses that is great everywhere but corner they are only good at corner and if you're going to beat Arizona you have to beat them in the air thrown to your wide receivers and so I don't see Green Bay not putting up a fight in this and because I see them putting up a fight I think it's hard not to see him putting up some good yardage and getting a couple touchdowns so this is an interesting one then Graham you're selling Tunyon as a top five tight end but you're buying Aaron Rodgers to throw over 300 yards and and two touchdowns so that means we should have put Randall Cobb at 150 yards and I think you would have bought it (laughs) what I think we should have done is we went with we went with Indy who's my favorite team we went with Green Bay who's Graham's favorite team why wasn't our third what why isn't it Seattle there's no need to talk about Seattle. Let's move on. Uh, back to uh, back to this one. I'm I, you could probably tell, but I'm selling it. I don't. Uh, I think it'll be a better game. I mean, I think the lines plus. I think I think uh, with the Devonte Adams news, I think the line moved like three points, uh, which is pretty aggressive for a wide receiver being out. But obviously, he's a big deal. But uh, I'm definitely selling this. I think I think it might be a decent game, but. Uh, I don't. I don't see him getting over 300 yards. He. I think he might. I think he'll get the two touchdowns. But 300 yards is a pretty big line. I think for this one. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the matchup. Starting with that matchup, going into Green Bay and Arizona on Thursday. Arizona is allowing the 30th most points to the quarterback, 30th most points to the running back, 13th most to the wide receiver, 32nd most to the tight end, and Arizona is also allowing the fifth most rush yards. To the quarterback. Yeah, I, uh, I'll ju- I'll jump in on that one. I think um, what'd you say, fifth most to quarterback for rushing? For fifth most rush yards to quarterback. So you know, Aaron Rodgers could be relevant rushing the ball. Who knows? It just might not be passing. Uh, I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers' r- r- uh, rushing relevance is like six yards. So maybe maybe a little bit better than that. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough matchup for Green Bay in this one, especially hearing all the news. But could be it could be a big Aaron Jones game. Could even be a good – I mean, you mentioned the fumble issues for Dylan, but could be a game when both uh, Green Bay running backs are utilized. Um, might be the only way they have a chance in this game, to be honest. And I don't know if their defense is going to be able to slow down. Their defense has been okay, but I don't think they're going to be able to slow down uh, that Cardinals offense. To me, I look at it that you've got 30th, in uh, quarterback, 30th to running back, 13th to wide receiver, and 32nd to tight end. I think it's pretty obvious where the gap is. Uh, They're going to be throwing it to the wide receiver. Uh, Their corners are susceptible. They have given up plays all year at that position, and I don't see any reason that that doesn't continue. But their corners are covering CFL receivers in this game, so... I I think they're slightly above CFL, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, it's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. He's an elite quarterback, no matter what anyone says, and he he's made a living out of throwing to a lot of subpar receivers throughout the years. He has had guys like Adams and no one else quite often. And so I really don't see 
the huge discrepancy that everybody else does based off the fact that his best target's gone. I think that he will be fine. I think their offense will be okay. And I think they will utilize the wide receiver a lot more than people think. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree that they are going to use the wide receiver a lot more. I think it might only really be Cobb is probably your safest bet out of that group. Um, who knows? Maybe because Aaron Jones is a very good pass catching back. Maybe you see a lot more two, two, back, like two running back sets where yeah. they're putting Aaron Jones out in the slot or they're moving him out wide and they've got Dylan in the backfield. Maybe you're seeing that. Maybe he's better. He's a better option of receiver than we're talking St. Brown and who like MVS, like anybody else below him. I'd throw St. Brown up there for, uh, for a huge game this week. Personally. Wow. It's a St. Brown game. All right. Well, maybe <laughs> that's where we're going. All right. Yeah, I know. I like it. I like it. All right, let's go over to the Arizona side of the ball. Green Bay is allowing the 18th most points to the quarterback, the 19th most points to the running back, 22nd most to the wide receiver, and 17th most to the tight end. Green Bay also allowing the second most rush yards to the quarterback, which in this in this matchup's not good. Uh, well, Kyler hasn't been rushing as much in recent weeks. No. Uh, but it's hard not to see him rushing at least a little in this one. Um, and Green Bay does have a very good defense, but let's face it, it's it's Kyler Murray. It's the Arizona Cardinals. If Hopkins does happen to miss, that's definitely a blow. I think it's a bigger blow to a young quarterback than it is on the other side of the field with uh, a veteran but losing, losing someone like Hopkins or Adams always hurts. I think that if Hopkins doesn't play, I see this being a little more of a struggle for Arizona. But, I mean, I think, I think if Hopkins doesn't, then you can definitely look at guys like A.J. Green and Christian Kirk uh, and start those guys relatively reliably. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Edmonds and and it could be a good play this week if uh, if the game remains relatively close. Um, he's had he's been so consistent all season. His his numbers are actually phenomenal. Um, his his he's almost averaging six rushes or six yards per attempt, and and I mean his, he's been a great pass catching back all year. So I think uh, Edmonds is a good play. I think as you you nailed it on the head. If uh, uh, Ertz is it could be a huge game for Ertz. I hate to say it because I I was down on him last week and he looked great. So uh, yeah, it could be big. You could probably flex Kirk. You could probably flex Green, um, and you could definitely play Ertz. And you could probably play Connor, Kyler, and and Chase. You could play a lot of them. Maybe even Rondale Moore. Yeah, there's a lot of safe options on the Arizona side yeah. of the ball. Um, yeah, I definitely think it, almost every single name on that offense is is. A, you're you're questioning putting them into your lineup, like you said. Like Rondell Moore is probably the last one that I'm thinking of putting in. But you got Connor Edmonds, Green, um, Hopkins. Hopkins, I, if he still is hurt, I, I I I'm a little bit scared with the injury as well as the fact that he's going to be going up against a pretty good secondary in Green Bay. That's that's my that's my concern from the offensive side of the ball from Arizona. 
But Hop- if Hopkins plays, you're playing him. Absolutely. If he plays, <laughs> you're playing him. Yeah. All right, let's go on to Miami and Buffalo. Buffalo is, so on the Miami side of the ball, Buffalo is allowing the 32nd most points to the quarterback, 29th most to the running back, 32nd most to the wide receiver, and 27th most to the tight end. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm pretty scared of this matchup if I'm Miami, if I have any Miami players. I mean, let's face it, Buffalo has earned those numbers. They've played some good quarterbacks, and they have humiliated some very, very good quarterbacks this year um, and great offenses in general. Uh, Buffalo is a scary defense to play, and Miami is very much not a scary offense. Uh, I think that this week I wouldn't really play anybody from Miami if I had the choice. Yeah, I, uh, I think the only one from Miami where, I mean, with some bye weeks and stuff, Gasicki's in play. Um, I know Buffalo's good against the tight end, but I uh, I think he's still in play because he's just getting the looks and he's he's looking great right now. Uh, and then obviously Gaskin, I mean, he's a top 20 back now in most formats. So he's he's probably, even though they're, they're really great against, yeah, they might get blown out in this one. So it'd be tough to flex Gaskin. Normally you'd probably have him in your starting lineup, but um, with Malcolm Brown going on IR, um, I mean, there's not a lot behind him. Ahmed's probably not going to touch the ball much. So, I mean, if they get close to the goal line, it'll probably be Gaskin. He's got a chance for a touchdown. Yeah, I would agree there. I think a lot of people are probably looking at this matchup and just with the relevance that certain Miami players have had over the last two weeks, they have not played a defense like this over the last two weeks. So um, I think you really have to limit your expectations on Jalen Waddell and Miles Gaskin going into this week just because, uh, I mean... They're going to be down like almost 100% guaranteed. They're going to be down. So it's going it, to, Gaskin's probably going to get a lot of dump offs. But I, I just, I, yeah. my concern is Jalen Waddle. I'm, if you have him, I wouldn't be starting. And, and I mean, I have him. I'm not starting him this week. Well, I think yeah. you also have to look at Tua. I mean, how much faith do you have for Tua to be able to carry that offense to any kind of consistency? against Buffalo, like even as far as dump off passes to Gaskin go. I don't know. You mean know Deshaun Watson? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over to the Buffalo side of the ball. Miami is allowing these seventh most points to the quarterback, sixth most to the running back, third most to the wide receiver, tenth most to the tight end. They're also allowing the second most pass yards to the quarterback, third most receiving yards to the wide receivers and the third most receiving yards to tight end. There's not a lot to talk about on this side of the ball, I think. Yeah. Just because uh, it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. You're obviously, yeah, we won't even, you're obviously playing, what's their quarterback's name? No, you're, <laughs> obviously, you're obviously, uh, you're obviously throwing him out there and, uh, and pretty much, I mean, the only, only thing you could argue is do you actually start one of those Buffalo running backs? Because this is a game where they could blow them out. Absolutely. Um, I would say Moss is probably a start, even though I, I'm never comfortable starting him. Um, who knows? He uh, might be Singletary this week. Yeah, well, that's just it, right? It's the Moss or Singletary toss-up. So that's a tough call, but, I mean, this is probably a week of any week you could start Moss because if they get up big, he's going to get a lot of the touches, whereas Singletary would get more more uh, dump-offs than that. So, uh, And Dawson Knox is uh, out, I believe. So yeah, obviously he's, he, he's out again. So, yeah, so um, 
yeah, I don't know. You probably throw Diggs out there. Sanders is in play. Um, pretty much all of them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I got to agree. It's it's kind of hard not to start, start a Buffalo player. I think the only thing that could maybe play into uh, an issue for the wide receivers is just the fact that they get up so high. I think Allen's got a pretty safe floor just on the fact that he likes to run a lot. Uh, so even if they're running, he's probably going to get some rush yards and uh, salvage, even if he only throws 20 passes. But uh it's it's hard not to start any anybody if you got one of one of either of their running backs. Uh, personally, I would say this is a great matchup to throw them in because you got a terrible defense against the run mixed with a game that should be completely out of hand early. Uh, I know I said that about the Detroit game last week, and that was very very wrong. Uh, <laughs> but I think you could you you could look at this one even more confidently than that one. Yeah, I, I honestly don't have much else to add on that other than yeah. you can probably be comfortable flexing Beasley this week. Um, I just think that there's not enough familiarity with their with their other tight end for Allen there, so I'm not I'm not looking to stream here for tight end. No. All right, let's no. go to Carolina against Atlanta. Uh, looking at the Carolina side of the ball, Atlanta's allowing the third most points to the quarterback, 11th most points to the running back, 7th most to the wide receiver, and 12th most to the tight end. Start Darnold all day. No, no, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, he's just fallen from grace. Again, don't you mean Deshaun Watson? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think. To, to be clear, Watson's not starting anywhere this week. So, uh, but He's uh, probably not starting anywhere this year. No, no, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he'll be on the exempt list to su- if they trade him anywhere. He's not going to play. You At guys didn't see that news today? What? The news where they came out and they said that they still don't have enough information where they can put him on that list. Yeah, that's not going to I know they're saying that, but we'll see. Though that came straight from Goodell, though. Yeah, they're not putting him on it right now. He's not yeah, playing. Yeah, exactly. As I'm just saying, he, if he as gets soon traded... as they're trying to play him, they will suspend them. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no. Anyways, I uh, getting away. Are we going to talk about Deshaun Watson on every uh, matchup here today? <laughs> Deshaun Watson. We got we got Pittsburgh. We got Pittsburgh coming. We got Pittsburgh yeah. and Cleveland coming up soon too. Here in the matchup. Any matchup so. with suspect quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah. Is it Deshaun yeah. Watson? Yeah, we'll just rate Watson against each of these defenses. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, I, yeah, Carolina's got some options. The crazy one for me is Robbie Anderson. He's seeing like. 50 targets a game and he's catching two balls for 11 yards every week so uh I, at some point i think that i mean this is a perfect matchup a uh, great matchup against atlanta where maybe you flex robbie anderson i don't hate it um and if you're making a dfs play i think he's he's pretty cheap so he'd be a good gamble this week um yeah a lot of guys in play maybe tommy tremble at tight end if you got a tight end on a bye <laughs> uh yeah i think i think obviously um should be a good week for chuba hubbard um that's what we said be, last week though too yeah i know i was just gonna say this one could be a bit of a shootout i think carolina's defense has started to look a little bit worse it was great at the beginning and they've yeah. been getting worse and worse so could be a bit of a shootout so i think there's a lot of guys in play for uh for carolina i gotta i gotta agree with you i think it's it, it's a tough one with carolina's offense most weeks these days uh darnold has pretty much put them in a position where you really got to 
flip a coin and guess what's going to happen. But I think Hubbard's a great idea this week again. He burned me a bit last week, but that happens. Um, if he got more, I think you're starting him. And yep. then, yeah, after yeah. that, who knows? I mean, he was my start of the week last week, and he kind of burned me a bit on that. Um, I think a dart throw this week, and I might I might roll it into my bold prediction, but I think Terrence Marshall might be a decent play this week. Yeah, that could probably fall into the bold prediction category. But, I mean, if anyone's going to let him have a big game, it's probably the Falcons. Yeah, I think, I think, just, I, I think because Atlanta's defense is so bad that – I, I'm a little concerned about Robbie Anderson, and I think I think he's kind of wearing thin. I think Darnold's wearing thin as well, but I have more faith in Darnold being relevant enough to provide points to DJ Moore and to Terrence Marshall this week. And I think just because Atlanta is so bad against the wide receiver, that Terrence Marshall could be a like if you're desperate, he's on everyone's waiver wire. Yeah, if you're desperate. I think he's, I think he's probably the best option for guys that you're probably picking up and looking to put right into your into your lineup. One of the yeah. best options for this week. Yeah, and if you're in a you're in a dynasty league and he's sitting on the end of, the, of your bench and he got some buys this week for sure, why yeah. not take a shot? There's not many I, buys I, this week though. There's only two. Yeah, I know. There's only a couple, but I will say this in Darnold's favor too, um, as. As much as he has not looked amazing at all uh, in recent weeks, uh, he's, you know, not got the best catching running back that he's been playing with Yeah, when he started the year with the best catching running back. And he has had a ton of good passes dropped by Robbie oh, yeah. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. And when you're, when you're having somebody like that who's – ending downs for you who's dropping passes on third down second down like when you're when you're constantly ending up in poor situations because your receiver can't catch a pass it it does change the way you throw and it does make it a lot harder on you yeah so, yeah sorry it, i was gonna say they're supposed to be boys too what happened to that they got reunited in carolina and it has not gone well it, they, it didn't go well with the Jets, really. That's true, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you really had to improve from that, because it was like one bomb touchdown like when they were with the Jets. Anyways, yeah, this is, a, this is even worse. Yeah, let's go over to the, the Atlanta side of the ball. Uh, Carolina is allowing the 13th most points to the quarterback, 32nd most points to the running back, um, 23rd most points to the wide receiver, and 18th most points to the tight end. All right. Uh, on this one, I think that Atlanta has um, not a lot of great things going for it right now. I think Patterson has been a, a bright spot. And even though Carolina is so good against the running back, I think that Cordero being the receiving running back he is, I think you can still start him with a decent floor. I don't think he necessarily has a super high ceiling. Um, I think if you got Ridley, obviously Ridley's a, a, a great start. 
Uh, I think Gage is also a good one in this matchup, uh, even though Carolina is also uh, on paper. They're they're not great against the wide receiver, but they have been burned a little bit lately. Yeah, they were uh, their then, points. Uh, their points allowed were much better in previous. Like they were, they were like twenty eighth to thirty second previous weeks, and it's gone downhill ever since the week yeah, three. I, I think wide receiver and tight end are where you, where you definitely do damage usually against Carolina at least in the last couple of weeks. So Pitts is obviously, you know, a good start too. Yeah, go trade for Kyle Pitts if you can. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I think, uh, I think Pitts and Ridley are, I mean, and Patterson, all three are pretty much auto starts in most matchups now. Um, Mike Davis looks like, yeah, I guess he's just a blocker now. Uh, I don't know. He I, was I, last game. Yeah. I, I own him in a couple leagues, so I've got a, a little bit of a headache going there because it was pretty hard to watch this week um, with his like one, one fantasy point, but, uh, and he was getting 15 touches most games until, uh, until last week. So it looks like they're, you, they, when you watch the game on, he just looks like a blocker and he's doing a good job at it. He's blocking for Patterson to get some yards. But, he's got the um, fullback body. They're just trying to <laughs> yeah. put him in a position. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw what I was doing, but I was saying cut Mike Davis. Like if you, Abs- yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't know. He's not I, worth I, the roster spot right now. I don't know. It depends on how big you're on your league and how deep it is, but I, I, I think he's still okay to hold on to because, I mean, if anything were to happen to Patterson, I think he's got a lot of value still. So if, as a stash, he's okay, but I wouldn't be starting him right now, that's for sure. I, I don't I don't think you sell on a guy immediately after one game that he didn't perform in, too. I mean, if that were true, not nobody would have Gaskin. Um, I... I don't think it's the fact that you're that you're giving up on a guy that's had one poor game. I think it's the fact that you're giving up on a guy who's had a poor game, who has been, as we've mentioned several times on this podcast, that guy who's, if you're looking for a guy that's going to get you 10 points every week, Mike Davis is your guy. But with Cordero Patterson, he's not that guy that's just going to be an auto 10 points every week anymore, in my opinion. No, his big his big challenge is why he was so great last year filling in for CMC was his receiving work, and they're not using him in that aspect at all. He's getting no targets, so that takes away all of his ceiling. Agreed. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the next Deshaun Watson matchup. Um, Pittsburgh <laughs> versus Cleveland. So Cleveland's allowing the fourth most points to the quarterback, 25th most points to the running back, 11th most to the wide receiver and 21st most to the tight end. I don't, uh, for this one, I mean, let's face it. Uh, Cleveland has definitely let quarterbacks score. Uh, I think it's hard to think that big Ben is going to bring their number down, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's, I think I think obviously if you have Harris, you're starting Harris. It doesn't matter that Cleveland's, you know, great against the run. It's Harris. You start him if you have him. Um, beyond that, I think Johnson and Claypool can be started with some confidence. I don't I think agree. there's a lot of other targets behind him on that or behind them on that offense, but. Yeah, I, th- I think if you really are hard up, you might flex Ben. Or not flex, but you might put him in the <laughs> slot. But 
you got to be in a league where everybody's randomly decided to have two quarterbacks on their team and you're on a buy because I don't I, I think you pretty much got three guys you start with confidence and then you avoid the rest. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think uh, Deontay Johnson's someone to try to buy before this game happens because I feel like I feel like his ceiling's kind of pretty high this year, and it's going to get even better. I, I'm pretty high on him rest of the year. I've tried to trade for him in a league, and it hasn't worked out so far. But uh, I think he's going to only be better. And yeah, like you said, those are both receivers are heavily in play here. Najee's a must start every week. Uh, I'm not starting Ben unless I ultimately have to. Um, but uh, you shouldn't need to unless you're in a super flex or something. Um, yeah, that's about it for that one. Uh, probably see, I, I, probably I'm, not starting Fryermuth. See, I'm sitting here and all I'm listening to is, oh, that could be a good bold prediction. Oh, that could be a good bold <laughs> prediction. Who knows? Maybe Ben Roethlisberger might be a bold prediction this week. We'll see. Um, yeah, I really don't have anything to add to what you guys said. Um, obviously, Johnson's the better start over Claypool. Claypool has bitten you a few times this year um but yeah i don't i i mean Najee's a Najee, even though it's a bad it's a bad matchup like you were saying graham just with the amount of passing work he's gonna get regardless it's a safe floor um yeah. let's go over to the cleveland side of the ball pittsburgh's aligned the 17th most points to the quarterback 26th the most to the running back sixth most to the wide receiver and 23rd most to the tight end oof I mean, uh, is it a Case Keenum game? I don't know. I had to start him last week. No, I had tried to start him last week in my super flex league because there was literally – I both my quarterbacks were on a bye, and uh, I had to I, – I got him before anybody else did because I thought people would pick him up, but it was pretty gross. Question and, uh, Question for both of you before before we get too, it, like, too much into Pittsburgh here. Uh, sorry, Cleveland here. Chubb's coming back this week. How much confidence do you have – putting him in your lineup this week? Uh, I, you play him if he's playing. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think Johnson will get some work for sure. Durness looked unbelievable last week. Like, really, the eye test, he just passed it with flying colors. He looked amazing on almost every carry. So I think they got to use him a bit, but if Chubb's in, you're playing him, no doubt. And, yeah, uh, it's hard. It, it... I don't know what they put in the water in Cleveland, but uh, yeah, <laughs> they're all good. It's called but, they built an insane offensive line, and per, like you, like all three of us, could probably run for like, <laughs> four yards per carry behind it. Yeah, I, it's a, a great, uh, great matchup for the wideouts, but I don't. I'm not playing any of them. Landry's hurt again. Yeah. Beckham, Beckham looked really hurt, even though he played last week. He went down on a couple plays and. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. So he even pra- he's been practicing this week, but I'm not uh, I'm not starting any of them. I don't know. I think you can. Uh, I th- I think this might be. I realize that Pittsburgh is a lot more susceptible at the wide receiver than the tight end, and uh, this probably makes me look like a complete hypocrite with all my comments about Tunyon. But I think this week might be a tight end week in Cleveland where you see Hooper and Najoku actually have uh, some more relevance than they did last week. You would need Case Keenum to throw for more than one touchdown, though. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, I think that last week they were really just kind of throwing them in pretty quick, probably didn't have a lot of preparation. I think this week they've had 
they've had a full week to really actually think about things, prepare, and be ready to develop a proper game plan around him and his skill level. And his skill level is it should hopefully be short or it's probably not going to be completed. Uh, so I think the tight end is a safe bet that they're going to probably game plan around a lot more. And those running back passes, I think in this one, there's a decent chance that Johnson actually gets a solid amount of work just on the fact that I don't see them running the tires out on Chubb and they're probably going to be running a lot. One name I will throw out there just because it is a positive matchup for wide receivers. I know it's probably more than likely going to be Case Keenum. Um, If he's healthy, he was not healthy going into last game, but (laughs) Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, why not? (laughs) If if he's like, he he had a hurt groin. If he had a hurt hurt groin in warmups, didn't end up doing anything last week but the week before it was 78 percent of the snaps and he was over 100 yards like he's a good wide receiver obj's hurt landry's hurt i don't trust any other names i think people's jones is gonna get if he's active it's a big if because groin injury for a wide receiver is a big deal um i think he's i think he's a sneaky start he's a sneaky start all right, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Cincinnati versus the Jets. Um, the Jets are allowing the 23rd most points to the quarterback, the most points to the running back, the 29th most points to the wide receiver, the 8th most to the tight end, and the Jets are also allowing the second most receiving yards to the running back. All right, well, uh, for this one, I... I mean, it's it's Cincinnati. Their offense has been getting better and better and more dangerous every single week. I think that it's hard not to see Mixon just absolutely obliterating the Jets, uh, not only because Mixon is a running back one, he's a very good running back, but also because the Jets are horrific and they're probably going to be up heavy in this one. And why would you not utilize them? Uh, I think beyond him, obviously, if you have Chase or starting Chase, it's Chase. But um, I think you can kind of... I, I don't know. I think it's a hard it's a hard matchup for Burrow, and I think it's a hard matchup for um, Higgins and Boyd, uh, even Azama, who I know Liam absolutely <laughs> loves. The king. Uh, I was waiting for somebody to say something about him. I was going to be like, did anybody else see that it's a good matchup for the tight end? Like, yeah, start Uzama, yeah, start Uzama everywhere all day, rest of season. Future Hall of Famer here. <laughs> yeah. Uzama, come on. Yeah, point made. All, it, Uzama it, all day. Yeah, it, it, it's a good matchup for him, but man, I just think Cincinnati's going to absolutely roll him. I think Flacco's starting at quarterback for the Jets this oh, week. Yeah. Like, He's going to throw up some floppers. Like, I think Cincinnati's defense is an amazing start. It's, uh, it's... If you have them, definitely throw them out there. It's hard not to see Flacco throwing something long and really short. But 
It's going to be uh, a tough game to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a horrible game to watch. I haven't seen the line on uh, on on uh, DraftKings or whatever for sacks on Flacco, but it's got the line's got to be pretty high. It's got to be like seven or something, and I'd probably still take the over. Yeah, it's I I I don't know if you guys could tell, but I was having a hard time not smiling while I was reading the matchups for the Bengals because, um, I mean, I've got Joe Mixon in a few of my leagues. And obviously, like, just seeing it, I was talking about how it was it was scary to be playing against um, Derrick Henry and uh, Alvin Kamara last week because of who they were playing. Yeah. Just they, they were, like, weak winners if you were playing them, playing against them. I think Joe Mixon is, is one of those weak winners this week. Yeah, I heavily agreed. Yeah, no, I'm playing against Chase in multiple leagues, and it makes me want to put my head through a wall. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's gonna. It should be a blowout. You never know. Uh, maybe Flacco comes. Out. I can't even say it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Good. Should should be great. Players, players, sensey players. All right. Do you guys? I mean, let's just talk about the Jets for a second. Cincinnati's allowing the twenty fourth most points to the quarterback, twenty second most to the running back, twenty fifth most to the wide receiver, twenty sixth most to the tight end. I. I don't really want to talk about anybody on the Jets. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say about any of them. No, I, you know what? With Flacco there, like even even I, I mean, he doesn't really have the rapport with Corey Davis, uh, so that kind of takes Davis out here. I mean, they're they're probably going to be throwing, so I mean, there's a slight argument there that there's going to be passes going around, and I mean, Flacco is a volume passer, so you never know. But uh, I think he's going to get hit a lot in this game, and hopefully, he makes it through the game. <laughs> Flacco loves to throw deep. He doesn't throw deep well. Um, so I like I I like the idea that uh, similar to last week, what Pittman had in the penalties category. Oh. Um, I like I like the idea that there's a solid possibility that Davis may have more than one uh, defensive penalty called on throws his way. I would definitely go two on that over under, but uh, yeah, outside of that, like you don't get any fantasy points when there's penalties, so I don't think there's any relevance. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, just because I feel like we're spending way too much time on the Jets. We do not yeah. need to. Um, Tennessee versus Indianapolis. Uh, going looking at Tennessee, Indy's allowing the 14th most points to the quarterback. 27th most points to the running back, 8th most to the wide receiver, and 11th most points to the tight end. I uh, I think this is going to be a, a bit of a shootout, to be honest. Um, um, Tennessee, I mean, it's a decent matchup for Tannehill. I think uh, I think he's starting to look a little more comfortable. He should have both his uh, his weapons of wide receiver there. Um it, it, it could be a good game for them, for sure. I mean, this is a tougher matchup for Henry, but, I mean, he's he's matchup-proof. You're playing Absolutely, him. Absolutely, yeah. um, I'd have no I, – I, I may even start Tannehill in a game this in uh, in a league this this week. I think he's a decent start. He start I mean, he ran one in. He looked good. Um, A.J. Brown looks real good. To, they're, they're combining uh, well the last two weeks. So, uh, I yeah, I think there's a few guys you can play here. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. I, I obviously I don't think you're playing Ferkser, but uh, uh, yeah, 
Pruitt looked good last week, so maybe Derrick Henry threw him a touchdown last week. So, did, uh, did you see that touchdown though? He <laughs> yeah. threw it into the only place that they covered, like the defense covered. Tannehill yeah. was sitting over on the flat on the other side, and then there was another wide receiver that were both wide open, and, and then gross. he threw it to where there was like three D. Like, yeah, Pruitt got open, but like he was way less open than the other two guys. Yeah, yeah, and no, I think your I think your starts are pretty obvious here. You're starting yeah. your normal guys there. I I personally am not starting Julio. Um, I just I he's he's broken my heart so many times, and I just uh, they, he's going to play. It looks like this week. He's they're kind of touting it like he's fine, but I don't I don't trust it. I think that's fair. Uh, a lack of trust in Julio has been well earned. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, there's a chance that he burns you the other way as well if you leave him on your bench. Yeah. Uh, this this is a tough game to sit him, but it's a tough game to play him. I don't envy anyone who has to make that decision. Uh, personally, I would throw him in just because I think that Indianapolis is bad enough uh, with the wide receiver and they are so depleted yeah. at corner that I think being the wide receiver too is a very enviable position on just about any team playing Indianapolis right now. Because talking about CFL players earlier, I don't think Indy's far from uh, calling people up from you know the Montreal Alouettes and things. <laughs> um, wow. Just taking shots <laughs> at my team. I love it. <laughs> I, hey, I, I, I like Indy. Uh, I just think right now that at quarterback, they are uh, they're, they're thin. And I, I think Julio's not a bad start. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go over to the other side of the ball so I can cheer myself up a little bit. Um, so Indy, we're looking Tennessee's allowing the six most points to the quarterback, 23rd most to the running back, most to the wide receiver. 28th most of the tight end. They're also allowing the fifth most pass yards and they're allowing the most receiving yards to wide receivers, which obviously is that's going towards why they're the, allowing the most points to the wide receiver in fantasy football. In this one, um, honestly, I think, uh, I think Wentz is a QB one this week. I don't think he's yeah. like a top five, but I think he's certainly 10 to 12 range. Yep. Uh, I think if you've if you got him, I think this is not a bad week to start him. As long as obviously you don't have one of those top head guys, don't start Wentz over Kyler. Uh, <laughs> Bold prediction: yeah. Carson Wentz will beat Kyler Murray this week. Yeah, uh, but I think that uh, JT obviously uh, Tennessee's good against the run, but you're starting JT. I mentioned earlier. I think uh, he's going to be involved in the passing game as well, and I think he's I think he's in for a big day. I think obviously you're starting Pittman. I think Hilton is a decent start as well, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be points to go around in that offense this week. Yeah, I, I I agree with all of that. I I'm high on Wentz this week too. I think he's I think both quarterbacks are, could have a pretty good game here today uh, in that in that matchup and and um, yeah no I'm 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 agreeing with all of that. Maybe Mo Ali Cox is a start, but I know Tennessee's actually good against the tight end. That's their he's best he's defense. he's touchdown or bust, right? Like yeah yeah. So 
if you're looking, yeah, if you're looking for a tight end, like Moali Cox is a, a good, as good of a play as any other tight end that you're streaming off the waiver wire. I mean, except for C. Uzama, future Hall of Famer. I, I was just gonna say, um, you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Is that he? Is he still on the waiver wire after last week? I uh, in a lot of we'll leagues. See you tomorrow. Only, yeah, yeah. We'll in see all tomorrow. three of my leagues, in all three of my leagues, CJ Uzama was on the waiver wire, except for the one league I picked him up and played him. So yeah, but th- this airs on Wednesday. So if you haven't picked him up already, yeah. he's probably not going to be on. Oh, the he waiver was. He was on. He was on the waiver show. Um, but yeah, he'll probably be picked up tomorrow. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I I couldn't agree more with pretty much everything you guys are saying, I am I, I have lower expectations. Like, Jonathan Taylor's been great the last three or four weeks. I, I I'm a little I'm a little scared for this week, if I'm being completely honest. I think it's going to be a divisional game. I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think it's going to be lots of points for quarterbacks and wide receivers. I'm a little afraid of what's going to happen with Taylor. And you think he's going to catch enough passes to have more receiving yards and rushing yards. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I don't think you hear what you're saying. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I'm worried about how many points he's going to have rushing and catching the ball. Okay. I don't. All right. Let's let's go over to Philly and Detroit. Uh, Philly. So on the Philly side, Detroit's allowing the tenth most to the quarterback, tenth most points to the quarterback, second most to the running back, tenth most to the wide receiver, twentieth most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the fourth most receiving yards to the uh to the wide receiver so i i mean it's uh it's a pretty good play for wide receivers in my opinion and, and running backs like pretty much everybody um yeah i think that uh right now if you're you're looking at this game it's i mean detroit was a big surprise last week so who knows who's showing up on that side of the field right now, but it's it's pretty easy to think that the running backs are going to feast. Um, with Philly, Hertz has been almost kind of matchup proof from a fantasy perspective. He's a, he's a very bad NFL quarterback, but I think that plays into this game actually being close. And I think that even, uh, I think that plays into everyone kind of having a good, having a good week. I think you can start Gainwell this week, I think with some good confidence if Sanders is, is hurt and isn't playing. Um, I think that Scott's a sneaky start as well, because uh, there's a good chance they're going to run the ball quite a bit i think smith is obviously a good one you might even want to look at rieger and uh yeah if you got hurts you might as well roll him out because he's been doing great for you all year yeah i agree with uh pretty much all of that i i think they might run the ball through boston scott a little bit i think people might be underestimating his his value a little bit um uh Gainwell's still going to get a lot of passing down work but Boston Scott's a good receiving back too so we'll see um what happens there they could both be in play here um in a, in a phenomenal matchup I think it'll be a bit of a shootout too um but uh yeah no regard it kind of depends on your matchup if you 
are kind of a heavy dog in your matchup and you, and you need some big points. I think Rager's a, a sneaky dart throw to hopefully boom instead of bust, but he, he could very well get zero. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a big gamble. That's why I say if you're if you're projected to lose by thirty, throw him out there. See what happens. He might uh, he might come up, but he might get you zero. The thing that scares me about this game is I feel like it's a bit of a trap game in the sense that yeah, Detroit is allowing so many points to the to the running back. Sorry, and Philadelphia for some unknown reason just will not use their running backs, regardless, oh. and it's yeah. so frustrating. Because Miles Sanders was actually very good yards per carry, but it was only like four touches a game. Now he's been great. Yeah, yeah. His numbers, and, his his numbers are phenomenal. They just literally are never giving him the ball. <laughs> yeah, I think Sirianni is just a bit of an idiot. So, anyways, <laughs> let's go look at the Detroit side of the ball. Um, Philly is allowing the twenty second most points to the quarterback, fifth most points to the running back, twenty eighth most points to the wide receiver, sixth most points to the tight end. And they're also allowing the second most rush yards to the running back. Um, I'm a little bit more confident in what Detroit does with running backs than I am in Philly. So, yeah, Swift has been amazing this year. He's a he's a elite running back, and and uh, I don't see why he is not an elite running back this week. He's probably one of the best plays out there this week, and uh, they've been just been increasing his uh, usage more and more. Uh, Hawkinson's obviously a great matchup. Hope. He's been, yeah, obviously he's been struggling lately, but uh, looked a little bit better last week, and I think this is a good get-right game for him, for sure. And, uh, I mean, as far as the receivers go, Khalif Raymond looked good last week, so who knows? Um, I think he's up in the top 40 now for the year. I actually uh, put him on waivers today. I, I was, I said you should pick him up just because the the targets and just there's so many injuries. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, he made some, some big, big tough tough nfl catches last week too like he looked uh he looked like a, a true nfl receiver last week so who knows i think uh, a lot of people have been going after uh amon Ra too there but uh i yeah i don't know could go it could i think it's going to be a shootout so a lot of options on both sides yeah i think obviously i think saint brown is their best receiver and i think he's he's definitely someone who likely will get a bit of work i think that Goff is the kind of quarterback that you can rely on to uh, make some bad plays, but you can also rely on him to make some big plays. He's not afraid to to throw deep. He's not afraid to throw into tough coverage. So even though Philly has been very good against the wide receiver, uh, I don't think he's going to throw everything to Swift and Hawkinson. So... Uh, I think there's a good chance that someone on that uh, wide receiver core has a big day. Hopefully Jared Goff is listening because that might be the nicest thing anybody said about him. <laughs> That's it. I'll just send Jared Goff an email. Yeah, let him know. He might <laughs> want to hear this one. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, you guys got anything else to add that? I think you guys pretty much covered everything. I don't have anything to add. So, nope. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to San Francisco and Chicago. Um, Looking at San Francisco, Chicago's line, the 20th most points to the quarterback, 17th most points to the running back, 4th most points to the wide receiver, 30th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the 5th most receiving yards to the wide receiver. So, I, I mean, Debo's got a pretty safe floor this week. 
Debo has a pretty safe floor for the season, I think. He's just looked untouchable. Even, you know, switching quarterbacks, he still looks good every week. Um, and once again, Ayuk was not used. <laughs> I uh, I fell for that trap and picked him up off a couple waiver wires just Did playing on him? the... I didn't start him anywhere, but uh, yeah. I, could, I didn't have that much confidence. But uh, I, I was going between him and Jamison Crowder in one league last week, and I started Crowder, which, I mean, was substantially better than Ayuk, as bad as it was. <laughs> But, uh, I yeah, I don't know. They, they said they're going to get him more active. There's been so much talk, but they're just not even looking his way. So um, Debo continues to feast. Uh, uh, outside of that, Elijah Mitchell looked good at the beginning, but I think his fantasy finish looks better than he actually was um, after the beginning of the game. But, I mean, he obviously looks like he's their guy, so he's very, very, very playable and definitely in play. I think you're starting him this week. Um Outside of that, I'm probably uh, not touching anybody else in San Francisco. Yeah, I don't think there's there's much else to touch. Um, <laughs> Mitchell, I think he's he's a running back in San Francisco, and he seems to be the guy. They don't seem to be looking much elsewhere. So I think Chicago is bad enough against the run. I don't think this is the kind of game that's going to get out of hand, but I think it's San Francisco. They're going to run the ball. Uh, and, yeah, you got to go with Debo. Yeah, I would I would really agree there. I think with Mitchell, I'm really questioning some of the decisions that the coaching staff's making in San Francisco uh, just because Mitchell had, like, nine, 97 yards in the first half and ended with, like, 115 or something yeah. like that. He's got to be dating someone's daughter. Like, why? Why? Are you, and, and this is coming from me, who was really happy they didn't keep running the ball the way they were with Mitchell, because Indy was able to come and like come back and win that game. Like they weren't down a whole lot, and the conditions were awful, but there were so many turnovers that were happening. So yeah, it was a little bit scary. But just I feel like if San Francisco had kept running the ball, it would have been a completely different game. Yep, hundred percent. Okay. All right, so Chicago, looking at them, San Francisco's allowing the fifth most points to the quarterback, the 18th most points to the running back, the 19th most points to the wide receiver, and the 24th most points to the tight end. I think Chicago, um, I can't, I always forget, is it Herbert or Herbert? Herbert. Or do, what do we decide? We decided on Herbert? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Herbert is, I guess it could be a bear, whatever, too. But uh, yeah, I think Herbert is a safe bet. I think he's looked pretty outstanding in some not great matchups recently. Uh, I think you can start him with pretty good confidence in this one, even though San Francisco isn't bad against the run. Uh, I think that Fields is an interesting start in this one. As bad as he's looked, uh, I could see San Francisco's not great against a quarterback. Uh, they, you know, they can get some rushes onto the quarterback, but their corners are not exceptional. And I think there's a good chance Fields is running around, and I think that plays a little more into his handbook. I think if he puts his head down and actually gets some rushing yards, uh, and I think just he could one have second, a good matchup. Yeah, and just in regards to Fields, maybe Fields is like bold prediction. Just looking at it right now for this week, maybe Fields is a quarterback one this week. 
Yeah, I think I think the opportunity's there. I'm I'd probably take him in a DFS uh, lineup just because he'll probably bring a lot of value there. It's worth a shot if he's going to play well. Like, this is a this is the chance. So um, that being said, I don't really think I want. I'm feeling super comfortable starting uh, starting Mooney or Robinson, um, even though the matchup is okay. San Francisco's decent against wide receivers, but. Uh, uh, Fields, I think, could have a good game on the ground, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, outside of that, I don't, I don't feel great about Komet this week. Uh, I was high on him last week, didn't you know? And that went the way it went. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if I, I think if Fields has that day, it'll be on the ground. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next matchup here. Just uh, going into L.A. Rams versus. The Houston Texans. Uh, the Texans. Uh, looking at the Rams first. Texans are allowing the eleventh most. Po- oh, wow, eleventh most points to the quarterback. Apparently, that's a tongue twister. Uh, seventh most to the running back. Twenty seventh most to the wide receiver. Third most to the tight end. And Houston is also allowing the most rush yards to the running back. Uh, so this one, I mean, it's you. You got all your kind of normal starters that I think are going to be great. I think if you're on the fence about whether or not you can start Cup, you probably shouldn't be playing fantasy football. (laughs) Uh, I think that Woods is um, a decent start this week. I don't think he's got a high ceiling, but I think his floor, you know, he should still have 8 to 12 points. Um, if he gets a touchdown a little more, I think you're probably going to end up, uh, you know, rolling Henderson. I think Sony's even not a bad start this week, given the fact that, uh, the Rams kind of burned me last week by inexplicably having troubles with Detroit, but I think they're going to come back this week and really, you know, lean on Houston and, get up early and run it down their throat. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know why you you sounded kind of down on Henderson there. I'm I'm uh, I'm Sony didn't get many touches last week and Henderson's looked great all year, so I think uh I think he's a, he's a he's Henderson. a he's a he's a borderline he's a borderline RB1 this week. Um uh I think he's a great start and uh you I mean there's not much to say the wide receivers even though it's a tougher matchup uh, on paper. Yeah. I think you start Cup, you start Woods. Um, Higby looks like a great start this week. He's been pretty consistently meh all year, but um, he's not Stop really saying nice things about Tyler Higby. <laughs> he's not really, he's not really hurting you, but uh, he's uh, this is a good matchup for him. And I, he had eight targets last week, so I mean, he only he got five of them for mediocre yardage. But exactly, uh... stop saying nice <laughs> things about Tyler Higby. <laughs> but uh... he's, he's he hurts you if you started him last week while Uzama was on every waiver wire. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Higby's got all the talent. They just yeah, they haven't looked to him a lot, and I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I said, eight targets last week is encouraging, and it's a great matchup. So I think Higby's. Uh, I'm I'm starting Higby with co- with some confidence this week. <laughs> What's hilarious is in. One of my matchups, I ended up dropping Higby and picking up Hunter Henry, and the difference in me winning that week was the difference because the guy that I was playing picked up uh, Higby and started him, <laughs> and the difference in me winning was the difference in point total between Hunter Henry and Tyler Higby. 
That's just fantasy, yeah, fantasy genius. You're welcome for making fun of you so much that you felt compelled to drop. I was going to do it before you said anything anyways. (laughs) Um, The one thing I will add on to this just from a Daryl Henderson uh, standpoint is he had a really good matchup against Detroit last week. Didn't do very well. Like you're expecting, you're expecting when you're going against Detroit, who's uh, like one of the top five matchups for running back, to come out with more than 15 attempts for 45 yards, three yards also, per carry. I think you also expected the Rams to win that one by a little more of a margin than they did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just I, it, it ah, I, I, I mean. Houston is good against the wide receiver, but I think it's because they're so bad against the running back. And I think that LA is going to be able to run a lot on Henderson. Um, I, I, I honestly, even after saying that about Detroit, I do think that Henderson's going to be pretty good this week. Because I think there was a lot of emotions in that matchup last week with Stafford playing against Detroit and Goff playing against LA. So I think it just, it got so built up and then it was just such a letdown for everyone. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, let's look at the Houston side of the ball. The Rams are allowing the 27th most points to the quarterback, 15th most to the running back, 21st most to the, most to the wide receiver, and 19th most to the tight end. We should probably just be nice to Houston and move on to the next matchup. I agree. Um, I don't have anything to say about them. I uh, how did Aikens do last week? I should have. I I can't remember how he did, but I let, know he caught he caught the ball a few times. I know he did. I, I know. He, I mentioned. Uh, Jordan Aikens, it's really funny. You said, I know he caught the ball a couple times. He legitimately caught the ball two times hey, all right. for, for 13 yards. Boom. And, had, and, and, and to add on to your couple, he had a, a couple points. That was it. <laughs> all right, my boy Jordan Aikens, start of the week. <laughs> I, I, I guess it was a couple points if you're not looking at standard. Yeah, but. there you go. Yeah, PPR. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes at the tight end landscape, I think three three PPR points is uh, is right around the middle. <laughs> it's uh, enough for like tight end not, fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, such a dumb position. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, I think Cooks is uh, probably going to get the Ramsey treatment, so I really don't see how he has a game. Uh, and uh, let's let's pretty much end it there. Yeah, let's I'm go gonna to say no and move on. All right, cool. Let's go to Jacksonville and Seattle. Um, looking at Jacksonville, Seattle's allowing the 16th most points to the quarterback, fourth most to the running back, 20th most points to the wide receiver, 15th most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the fourth most pass yards, fifth most rush yards uh, to running backs. And most, re- and uh, they're allowing the most receiving yards to running backs as well. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Seattle's uh, Seattle's interesting. They're um, they look pretty off uh, offense and defense. So, um, and Jacksonville's. I mean, I, I think uh, this is. I don't, I'd have to be crazy to not think it'll be a good James Robinson game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Is like if he has a huge game this week, you could sell so high on him if you need if you need something, and he's like your third or fourth running back. Yeah, James Robinson's a. Uh, I'm a James Robinson truther. I have been since day, day one since I picked him up in multiple leagues before the season last year and and ran him hard last year. So I, uh, 
You would I, sell him as a keeper before the season because Etienne was there. Yeah, I will continue to sell him as a keeper because I think he's unreal and he's he's done nothing but prove he's one of the best fantasy running backs in football for two straight Absolutely. years. So I think uh, in an offense that is down in a lot of games. So I think he's uh, he's a he's a smash start this week for sure. I think Lawrence is in play um, uh, as a higher end QB two, probably still not a QB one, but. He's had uh, some better weeks lately. Um, yeah, outside of that, uh, Marvin Jones has looked pretty good. Him and Lawrence look like they're on the same page. So I think he's a flex. Um, and uh, I'd probably cut it there. Yeah, I don't think I'd uh, I don't think I'd dive so far as to go for Chenault this week. Yeah. I think uh, I think Jones is safe enough. I think Lawrence will have a good week. Um, I don't think he's going to have an exceptional week by any stretch, but if you've got Lawrence, if you've, you know, suffered through some of the weaker weeks to begin with, I think you're probably, you know, a truther and probably going to roll him this week. Uh, I, I think he won't disappoint you as much. And obviously Robinson is, is uh, he, he's a very good running back in a very plus matchup. Yeah, um, I honestly, if if you can, try and get James Robinson. Um, that's pretty much all I have to add to that side of the ball. But it's it's it, honestly, if you have a running back that's playing against Seattle any week, it's it's pretty much start them right now. Like they're they're so safe of a floor with the amount of rush yards they're allowing, and they're and again they're allowing so many points to the running back as well. So I, I mean, it's just it's. It's a plus matchup. Like you got to start your running backs against Seattle. It's as easy as that. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to the Seattle side of the ball. Jacksonville's allowing the eighth most points to the quarterback, the eighth most points to the running back, the sixteenth most points to the wide receiver, and the fourth most points to the tight end. Uh, I think you're probably not particularly happy if you have any Seahawks right now, um, but I think DK. Uh, DK's DK. It's hard not to roll him any week. Um, he's he's a matchup-proof wide receiver that's slightly less matchup-proof because his quarterback is uh, is Gino. But uh, I I think you I think you got to roll DK if you have him. Uh, as I've said in previous weeks, I don't think you necessarily go with Lockett. I know this isn't the worst matchup for him, but I just I think I think where the completions are going to happen is mostly going to be to DK, and then I think there's a solid chance for the running backs out of the backfield. I think Collins has a good start. Uh, Penny has some sneaky flex play, although I don't like uh, Penny's production generally when he gets the ball. Um, I think they'll probably play him on third down, so he should get some catches and probably give you a bit of help yeah i'm uh i mean it looks good on paper but gino shouldn't be started uh not even in super flex leagues <laughs> um I, I wow know, yeah sorry that's not because i'm jaded as a seattle fan and can't and i'm, I'm hoping i hear cam newton coming to the town soon but uh that's sad to say but uh, um 
I think uh, I think Collins is a start. I, I don't think I'd touch DJ. I don't think I'd touch Dallas Homer or or um, or Penny personally. Um, DK, I mean, looked looked like he had a good week last week, but he got one big play. I think he only had two two receptions in the game, uh, which was enough to get him the 16 points he needed to beat me in a in a league, even though he. Uh, <laughs> Basically, was useless for the game outside of one catch. But um, I, I'd be a little. I mean, I'm, you're starting him if you have him. You drafted him. He's elite. You're gonna play him. But uh, I, I would lower expectations even in this matchup. Um, and uh, I don't. I don't think I'm playing Lockett anywhere. I don't even think I'm flexing him um, in their situation right now. Uh, obviously, with this matchup, it's it's fairly good, but uh, it's not amazing. So I, I think I'd. Uh, I think it's gonna be more of a running back game and. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't think I I'm trying not to touch Lockett anywhere if I don't if I don't have to play him. I think it's important to mention that if you have Lockett, he is not a drop candidate. I would yeah. drop him. Good point. Absolutely not. He Russell is coming back, and Lockett will be a very good receiver at some point in the future. Just. Put him as far down your bench as you possibly can, and just try to forget about him until Russell Wilson's back. They're saying they're saying Wilson's going to be back in, like he, as soon as he's done serving his his time on IR. So I mean, he's it looks like he's going to be back the first week after the bye for Seattle. So I I mean, this might be a time to go trade for Tyler Lockett. I'm I mean. Regardless of when he comes back, Seattle, with where they're uh, headed as far as record, um, I don't think they're going to put Russell Wilson back in until he is absolutely 100% good. So it's possible it's a little later, but Lockett is a great candidate to go trade for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally agree. All right, well, do you guys have anything else to add to that matchup, or should we move on to our last matchup of the night? No, that's good. That's a yeah. gross That's a gross game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but there's fantasy. I think Jacksonville, there's a lot of fantasy potential, and there's a little bit on Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do like starting Alex Collins this week. If I, I know you guys yeah. have talked about it, and I didn't want to beat a dead horse or anything, but uh, I think Alex Collins is a great start this week. Absolutely. Okay, looking at New England and the Chargers. Um, Chargers are allowing the 28th most points to the quarterback, third most points to the running back, 31st most points to the wide receiver, second most points to the tight end. They're also uh, the Chargers are also allowing the third most rush yards to the running back. Uh, yeah, I think with this one you've got. New England is such a, a mixed bag to really start anyone with any confidence a lot of weeks, but I think this week uh, is one of those unusual ones where it actually plays completely into their few um, really bright points. So I think Harris, you're starting him. If you have him, uh, this is a great matchup for him. Um, I think beyond that, if you have Henry... I think this is a great matchup for Henry. I think there is even a, a solid possibility for Janu in this one. Uh, beyond that, I think that uh, this is a rough matchup. Um, you might want to, you know, maybe throw a little bit uh, Bolden's way 
he was good last week, but I wouldn't trust yeah. a quarterback or wide receiver. Yeah, I was actually just going to say, I think it might be a bit of a smokescreen uh, um, to start with Harris this week because he's obviously their chargers are, are bad against the against the running back. But um, but uh, they could be – New England could get down big in this game. I think the Chargers offense is going to – is going to play pretty pretty easily through this New England defense, which is a decent defense. But I think the Chargers could get up big here, and, and Bold, Golden might get uh, just as many touches as as, as Harris. And uh, it's ugly for Myers this week. Um, even though they, if they get down, they might be throwing. I don't think I don't think it's going to be. I don't think this is when he gets his first touchdown. So no, uh, I, I yeah, it, it may be twenty twenty eight before he actually does. But uh, he's actually. He's actually playing pretty well, but I, 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 you start Harris obviously, um, he, if he's in your lineup because he's he's having a great year and he looks he looks good, but uh, I'm I'm pretty much staying away from everybody else on that team. Maybe maybe Bourbon. I think. It, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna throw one more thing in. I think it's important to note that it's Belichick, who is one of those coaches who doesn't abandon game plan as much. So I think there's a lot more reliability, even if New England gets down, that they will stick with the run. Okay, yeah, and I think that they'll probably stick with the run quite a bit too. One thing I do want to highlight, though, is as much as you said that Jonu Smith might be involved this week, I pretty... Like, I disagree. He was only in on 22% of the snaps last week. Yeah, I'd rather die. Yeah, then start like Jonas only, Smith this week. He was only in on twenty-two percent of the snaps. He was targeted five times on those snaps, but only caught two balls. And the the thing that the the reason why I'm like go with Hunter Henry, like Hunter Henry, and that's about it for tight ends in the New England landscape, is because seventy-nine percent of the snaps last week it was a good matchup for tight ends. Yeah, he didn't have a great game for receiving yards, but he's had four touchdowns. Like he's had in the last four games, he's had a touchdown every game. Yep. Oh, I, I think Henry is an absolutely great start. Yeah. I'm saying that I think in this particular matchup, I could see Belichick leaning Johnu's way. You mentioned it 22% of snaps and he got five targets. I mean, Zach was talking Aikens not that long ago. <laughs> I, I think we made yeah. fun of him for that too. Yeah, but he, he I, I think that... He caught as many balls as Johnny did last week, right? <laughs> With less targets. And I think that, uh, I think this is a matchup where I could see Belichick uh, rolling Johnny out for a couple of uh, trick plays and utilizing him a little bit more uh, in the passing game just because is is such a bad matchup for wide receivers and such a great one at tight end. I don't see why he doesn't do more two tight end sets. And, um, you know, he's obviously going to run the ball a lot, but I think he throws Janu and Hunter out there um, in some of those plays that look like they're going to be runs. And I could see both of them being relevant. Pretty sweet deal for John. Pretty sweet deal for Johnu, though. They paid him a boatload of money to be a high, high paid tight end, and he only has to play twenty two percent of snaps. That's pretty good life. Can well, he's not a great millions of dollars to go play like twenty two percent of snaps. Like, I'll yeah, take, I'll take like half a million dollars to go play five percent of snaps. I don't care. Like, come yeah, on, yeah, John, Johnu's living the life. 
All right, let's go over to the Chargers side of the ball. New England's allowing the 26th most points to the quarterback, 21st to the running back, 21st most points to the running back, 14th most to the wide receiver, 22nd most to the tight end, and 4th most receiving yards to the running back. Yeah, I mean, uh, sounds like an Austin Eckler game, eh? Uh, <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, Eckler's a smash play, even though obviously the running back numbers aren't great given up by New England, but obviously those receiving yards are huge um, for one of the best pass catchers in, in uh, best pass catching running backs in football. Um, so yeah, big game, big game for him. I think uh, Keenan Allen at some point is uh, going to blow up this year. Hasn't really happened yet, uh, but uh, I, I think uh, could be a good game for him. I mean, it's kind of a middle of the road set of cornerbacks, so um, yeah, I think uh, I think Keenan Allen's going to happen. Uh, tougher matchup for Herbert, so he might not. You got to temper expectations a bit there, but uh, uh, I think Eckler's a, huge, a smash play, and uh, yeah, I think Keenan Allen's going to going to ball. And uh, I mean, Mike Williams has looked unbelievable this year, so I don't know how you're not starting him too. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think if you're, I think this is another one of those. If you're at all concerned about whether or not to start Eckler, um, you probably shouldn't be playing fantasy football. Um, I think he's obviously going to be, he's going to be great, and he's been great all year. I think Mike Williams. Uh, the only thing that worries me is that he's he's still a little hobbled, as far as I know. He's always hobbled. I was going to say, he's always hurt. That's his life. <laughs> he he, he's, he kind of lives with a Q designation. But I think in this one, um, with how New England can, uh, often can erase uh, wide receivers, I could see them focusing on trying to take him out of the game for the big play stuff. And I could see uh, a little more of the middle of the field opening up for Keenan Allen. Yeah, New England's not giving up a lot of big plays this year to the wide receivers, so I think that's probably a good spot for for Keenan to catch a lot of balls, short 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 balls, and and PPR put up a lot of points. Yeah, I would agree with pretty, pretty much everything you guys said on there. Um, I think this is going to be a Keenan Allen game for sure. Um, Jared Cook has been a reliable streamer. I don't think this is the matchup for him. Yeah. Um, Eckler, you're always going to put him in. I don't think you're looking at anything past him. But yeah, that's that's about it. I I don't have anything to add to the Chargers. Do you guys have anything else to say tonight before we uh, sign off here? No, that's great. Love it. Yeah. Another Perfect. week of football. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited for week eight. We'll be back tomorrow with the rest of the matchups, start, sit, and bold prediction for the week. So um, I, are, do you guys all agree that I won in bold predictions last week? Yeah, I was no, I, I, I was absolutely horrendous. Mine was uh, definitely off, and uh, you were you picked – the guy who was tight end one to be top five. So I think I think that was I think that was successful. I think that's what we would define as successful. Yeah, you may you may have beat out a lot of fantasy analysts on bold prediction last week. For yeah, sure. I gotta start getting my rankings back up again too. So <laughs> all right, well, uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you have any questions, you can always email us at uh, potbellypigskinfantasyfootball at gmail.com. 
All right, we'll check back in tomorrow and we'll have some more information for you. Good night. Cheers. Cheers.